I'm your host, Rabbi Linda Schreiner Khan, and welcome to Tehillah Talks, where teens engage in honest conversation with their rabbi about what it means to be Jewish in the world today. Welcome to Tehillah Talks. It's been a while since we've all gotten together, and we look forward to resuming our conversation. And this week, we're talking to Helena McHugh and Bernie Waldman, who are both members of the Tehillah Board, which is uh, one of the things that I really value about both of them, but it's who they are as people is why they're on the board. And uh, you haven't heard from us in a while because... Uh, between the pandemic and planning for the high holidays, the three of us were exceedingly busy. So I want to just spend a little time reflecting with them on their high holiday experience, doing everything that was done online. So Bernie, if you want to start us off on this. Sure. Yeah. This this was my first time, my first year doing the high holidays on while I was on the board. And it was definitely not a normal year, as far as I could tell. <laughs> so what I I did, I helped uh, put together some music because our musicians were kind of scattered between households. So we actually, we had a professional audio mixer, whatever producer, <laughs> um, do a couple songs with a lot of people. And then I just did some smaller things with um, a few people. My mom is a violinist, Rosen Mayer, the other musicians and a few members of the community. So it was, it was really great to, I guess I, I really felt like I helped in creating those. And I guess it was, it was great to help like create the atmosphere and have people feel like they were singing together, even if, if they really couldn't over Zoom. Do you feel you learned something over through that experience? Besides just like the technical stuff that I kind of uh, learned to be able to do it, I guess it, it really definitely showed the importance of what we do at Tehillah singing together because we, I mean, if we hadn't been able to, I think it would have been a much, much sadder year. <laughs> but I think just being able to see us and hear us singing together, even if we weren't really singing together, I think that was definitely a big, a big thing for a lot of people. Elena, you you did the children's services and uh, and more, and you were on the board as a as a clear voice. What was it like for you? Well, in the week, in the months and weeks leading up to the services, I didn't really think I didn't really think that I was upset that it was online. I thought it would just run differently; it would be different. But I didn't really think how I would be affected by that. And then when I actually attended the services it hit me that we were online and I couldn't go to the buildings that and have that walk to the buildings that we usually have the services in. I think that's when it hit me and I realized how different it was. And But I thought there were still really special moments that came out of having it online because we could sort of see each other. We were all facing each other in the services, which I thought was really special. And a lot of the music still came together. But in leading the, in helping to lead the children's services, I thought it was a really good experience, even with so few people like attending them. It was interesting to sort of integrate the activities that we were doing for a particular time over the summer. 
to that those children's services and sort of just having an open conversation with so many different age groups. So would you say this for both of you, that one of the things that we work hard to do at Tehillah is for different age groups to come together? Yes, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. Bernie, what was your experience like creating the, Bernie created a Jonah, I guess we could say a video uh, that was used uh, instead of reading Jonah live. And uh, you put together, say a little bit about the elements that you put together for that. Yeah, so that was another really interesting experience. I definitely had to learn a lot of technical stuff for that as well. But it was, um, I think it came out well. And just organizing it, I had um, the person who usually reads the story. Um, I got on a Zoom call with him. And can you just say, you know, approximately, what's the age difference between you and and him? Well, approximately. <laughs> Oh God, I I don't want to overestimate and be offensive. I think it's probably at least it is at least sixty, 60 years. years? Yes, yeah. yeah. I just want to point yeah. that out because I think it's an important thing. You know, multi age is <laughs> not only you, uh, the two of you, being the uh, the oldest in the space working when working with younger children. And there are times when you are the youngest in the space working with people considerably older, and they have to listen to you. Yeah, yeah. So we got we got some recordings of him reading the story and his face talking. And then I I just threw that together with some drawings and paintings and stuff from community members. So that was a lot of people that were younger and then some other people that were older and showing their artwork and stuff. So um just kind of overlaying images over John talking and saying the story to, you know, kind of make it more interesting to look at. So if I were to ask you to sum up your experiences, this is the experience that you had in, in helping create the high holiday services, uh, whether it was, you know, reading Isaiah or doing kids services or putting together videos or music types. Personally, how did it feel for you? I know for Helena, she said it was different, but there were some special moments. But if you could amplify that, what did it give you, I guess, is what I want to know. What did you, what was your takeaway? Anything for either one of you that you're, you know, that you're carrying with you at this? I think the process gave me a greater appreciation for our community. The fact that so many people put so much effort in and it, not just the fact of what I did, but being at the board meetings and hearing everyone so readily volunteering to just do whatever was needed. I think that gave me much greater appreciation for who we are as a community, not as individuals. And it it showed how willing we are to work together to create something really special in in difficult times. Elena? Yeah, it also just made me really think about the importance of everyone's perspectives. I know in leading some of this children's services, we asked a couple questions about what we were teaching that day. And these were sort of like vague questions so that everyone could answer them. And I just remember my answer, Bernie's answer was just so different from, let's say, Gideon's answer. And I just learned so much from what he was bringing to the table. And it was really just so interesting for me to hear that. So what I'm hearing is that we modeled in our own small way, a sense of community, of pluralism, of active listening, and then getting down and doing the work. Because you both certainly did that. 
So I, I just wanted to start today by saying thank you. Uh, and thank you, Rabbi, for all the all that you did with the the prayer book and everything. You really, we know you worked really hard leading up to which the, is why we haven't holidays. had a podcast in a while. So a little bit of recovery time, <laughs> right. and also uh, tension, you know, going on with with what's going on in the world. So the world has changed yet again since the last time we did a podcast, and um, we had many more people on it. But I want to be a little bit more focused and and ask you how this last week has changed your perspective. And I'm going to frame it Jewishly in the following way, is that tomorrow is uh, the anniversary of Kristallnacht. It is um, over 80 years since uh, there was a a state-sanctioned pogrom in in Germany where over 250 synagogues were set ablaze. It's very frightening times and sort of the inciting incident when nobody did anything. I think that what I really want to focus is that on is that in around the world, people said, oh, that's really sad. And they kept on going. It's true. It was a world unlike ours where we have immediate connection and you can Twitter the news, you know, instantaneously. It may not be 100% correct, but it's happening every second. But I want to frame the changes um, that we're going through in, in light of that historical piece, for, which for you is definitely historical and distant. And um, how does it impact how you see where we are? Or does it? And that's really the question. It may not. You know, I'm coming at this from a very specific perspective of having a parent go through it. So that's very different. Bernie, you look like you want to say something. Yeah, I'm just gathering some thoughts. But I guess I could say, like, it kind of like, it gives you, it confirms the feeling that I guess we get from like movies and TV and and books and stuff that, that good eventually will prevail over evil. And I I feel like that was something that was mm, like, I was still believing in, right. But it was, it was getting harder to believe in as things just kind of were going downhill, especially in in our country. Um, But I think it's definitely, this is definitely proof that like, People are sensible, or most people are sensible, and when given a good option, they will be reasonable and and mainly will take it. And I think it just kind of confirms that in the end, at least for now. At uh, least for now. At least for now, good will will prevail over evil. And and right, yeah. Helena, well, for me, those events are distant, not forgotten, but distant. And I think now all like the division in our societies, it was really prevalent over the past few weeks. I think it's come to a slight relief, but I also feel like in Biden's speech here, he addressed that last night when he said, I pledge to be a president who seeks to divide, not to divide, but unify, who doesn't see red states and blue states, but only sees the United States. I feel like that was a powerful moment that sort of captured the essence of what what's happened over the past weeks. And I think it, moving forward, it's going to be challenging, but it's in the right direction. I guess the reason I, I bring up Kristallnacht and I bring up Germany is the power of, of a demagogue. I'm not saying Trump is Hitler, please don't get me wrong, but the power of speech and, in, and the capacity of inciting people to violence is is a very dangerous thing. And for us, 
in the Jewish community is not, it's not a unitary community. It's the same way that the Latino community is not a unitary community. But where the challenge for us now going forward, and, and, and that's why I wanted to start by talking about what Tehillah in its small way did over the high holidays, is how do you bring people together who might not always have the same perspective? How do you do that? You know, what have we learned and what wisdom? I, I know I'm talking to you. You're, you know, there you are, Helena. You're writing college applications. Bernie, you're in high school. And I'm looking to you for wisdom. But yes, I am. I'm looking to you for wisdom because you see the world differently than I do. And I want to hear that perspective of what can we do? What do you think we can do to bring people together to find common ground? who have different perspectives. You mentioned what happened when you heard Gideon. How did that, that's a good example. Uh, Gideon is a young man who I hope to have on this podcast again in the future. How did that provide another dimension for your thinking? And how can you use what you learned to pay it forward in a way? Well, I feel like it's through these communities that we can have these conversations that sort of provide a greater insight into our lives. And where we hear different perspectives, but it's also just finding ways to have these different conversations with people who might not always be in agreement, sort of like. So, and then I'll turn to Bernie. So what you're also saying is that big speeches, big pronouncements aren't going to make change. I'm going to restate what you just said. And that it's really more the one-on-one or smaller conversation that has the capacity of bringing people together. And, I, and Helena's nodding, which you can't hear, but she's nodding. Bernie, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it's a really tricky question because it's hard when these different opinions are so at odds with each other. I think something that is really important is seeming accepting. Like, I think the Democratic Party, the message of the Democratic Party is more of acceptance that of the Republican Party, but I think it needs to be really clear that while some things definitely aren't acceptable, we have to, to be accepting of the people on the other side of the, the aisle. So, so separating out the person from the action. Mm-hmm. The person from the opinion also, yeah. Well, also from the action, from the behavior. This is, mm-hmm. this, as parents, what you're often taught is when your child does something bad, and that you told them they're not supposed to do, you say, you really did a bad thing. And then you say to your child, but I love you anyway. Maybe not in the same breath, maybe not in the same moment, but at least a short while after you've uh, done the disciplining of about the action, it's not about the person. And how do we do that on a larger scale? I think that's the challenge is to see the humanity in one another, even as we disagree and say, I recognize that you are another human being in the world, as am I, and we hold very differing opinions. We see the world completely differently, but where, where, how do we carve out some common ground? How do we do that? And I don't know if, Helena, you have to do that in school in any way of having, a, or are people fairly well like-minded in, in your school environment? Well, I think there are a lot of differences between people and they're not all like-minded, but I think my school is trying to create a place where we're not just looking at people for their 
beliefs, but as you were saying, like for who they are as a, just as a person. And I think on a larger scale, it's hard to do that because of sort of the strong like political binary that there is right now and that there has been. But I think just having that be the goal is really important. So it's it's also what we're dealing with is a and where it connects to Crystal Nacht more than again about leadership. It has to do with fear. Mm-hmm. When fear is inculcated in a society, people behave in irrational ways that and can also be against their own best interest. Mm-hmm. Right. So part of the question is how do how do we get how do we get positive? How do we, you know, I've been accused of being a Pollyanna of trying to see the good. And and, and you were sort of saying it before too, Bernie, is, is <laughs> the, you know, the good winning over the evil. But how do we do that in a way that engages others who might not have the same perspective? You have your generation has more ability through media to do that. And how do you use that media in a responsible manner so that you're not setting more fires, so that you're putting out fires, right? I don't see buildings burning in the same way, but I see inflammatory speech. And is that your responsibility? I mean, I'm asking a lot of questions. Clearly, this is all (laughs) on my mind. And I really want to hear from you. And I'm making you think and wanting you to have a rapid fire response. And you're not, which is actually... Very good because it means you know your whatever you say is not facile. It's you're you're thinking about it. So, well, my first instinct is to say it's really important, like in social media, media to have like an open discussion between people with different opinions. But then I also want to say it's not good, it's not okay to have certain opinions and and certain things said on social media because that can incite, like you said, fear. Um, and irrational action. But then it's also problematic to be censoring people. And if we don't, can't hear their opinions, we can't, can't debate, we can't change their minds. So it's, it's a really tricky issue. And that was just kind of my stream of thoughts there. I don't, I didn't really arrive at any conclusion, I realized, but. Well, it's that whole issue of cancel culture, which is so prevalent right now and the danger of it. Mm-hmm. And the complex, it's not, it's part of the problem I see is that we're not le- living in a time where it's easy to see the differentials. It's so nuanced and most people just don't like nuance and don't have patience for nuance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Helena, social media, how do we, how do we use it? How do we? Yeah, well, like you were saying about the idea of cancel culture, I think some people just don't want to voice their opinions because they're afraid one thing they will say will be used against them. And because they might have a slightly different opinion than some of people they're surrounding themselves with, they'll be looked at as different and that'll affect them more than just simply putting their voice out there. So this brings us back to Jewish values and about the power of speech and that when we do the al-chayt, the ways in which we've missed the mark on Yom Kippur, they're predominantly about speech. Mm-hmm. Predominantly about, even, so it's, which is kind of, I've always found that kind of amazing as, as we have technological advancement after another, this really ancient text is telling us, be careful <laughs> how you use your voice. 
Right. Be careful. It's not, this is not a simple thing. And I think, you know, you, you both know the story of the feathers, right? Possibly. Yes, which, no, which one I, is that? The story of, of you know, of um, the man who says something bad about his neighbor. And, um, and the rabbi complains about, the neighbor complains to the rabbi. And the rabbi takes the man who says something bad. And he takes him and he gives him a feather pillow. And he says, yes, I know you apologized. But now I want you to open this pillow, slash it open. And the feathers come tumbling down. And he says to the man, now can you gather up all those feathers? And the answer is no. Once, once you've spoken, whatever you've spoken, it's almost impossible to gather it back up and make it as it was before. Our words matter. They have wings and they have impact. And um, we're living in a time where that's probably more true than ever before because as you said, Helena, people are afraid to speak because they're afraid it's going to haunt them. So how do we have these difficult conversations? How do we create safe spaces to have difficult conversations so that we can see one another's humanity, so that we can see that uh, we are all but Selim Elohim created in the image of the divine? Not an easy task. Not an easy task. I'm gonna, today was sort of like, I feel like a refresher of mm-hmm. getting back into the swing of things. And as we slowly get back into the swing of things for Tehila Talks, I just want to say thank you to both of you for everything that you contribute to our community and for the ways in which you teach us. Uh, that is no small thing. And, and thank you, Rabbi, for all that you do all the time. <laughs> it is, it's my privilege, let me tell you. It is absolutely a privilege. But what you, having you on the board makes a huge difference. And uh, Helena, we will take you up on your offer on something and teaching us uh, a little bit more about how to deal with COVID soon. And maybe we'll make that the the subject of our next podcast. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So tune in for that. And thank you both for giving up some of your Sunday morning on this very, very stressful week. (laughs) <laughs> and what whoever you vote, voted for, it was a stressful week. And uh, yeah, wishing everybody well and have a good day. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Tehila Talks. For more information about Tehila, go to congregationtehila.org. Tune in next time when our teens continue to reflect on issues of the day. Through a Jewish lens.